Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, fans, here we go. Four two minute rounds of boxing scheduled. Women's in the ring. On the latest edition of the Two Minute Round, face to face, we spoke to Ohio boxer Alicia Baumgartner. After a long and extensive amateur career, the aggressive Baumgartner is undefeated in five fights, with four of them inside the distance while capturing the vacant WBC International Super Featherweight title in her last fight against the much more experienced Nidia Feliciano. In this exclusive interview, Bart Gardner shares with us her beginnings in the sport, her signing to Evander Holyfield's promotional company, and whom she wants to face in the future. Uh, Alicia, you got started boxing at the age of eight. How did you end up in, in a boxing ring? Um, you know, my family is a boxing family itself. So um, after wrestling, after that was over, my dad had asked me, and um, as being an athlete, I um, wanted to do something, continue something else. So, boxing gym was my next step. What other sports did you try before actually building on boxing? Um, I wrestled. Uh, that was my first sport. I took that up at five. Um, I won um, three women nationals. I wrestled in middle school. And um, so, that was before boxing. Before and what was it about? Boxing. What was it about boxing that that actually, you know, made you stay and stick with it and make that your your sport? Um, you know, just the competition. I've always been a competitive um, athlete, and um, just being in a male dominant sport, I knew that um, I could be just like, just like them and be just as better and compete. So um, I would say that's why. Now you mentioned that um, you got, you're from a boxing family. Did your dad box? Your older brothers, or who, who boxed in your family? Yeah, um, my dad boxed. His brother boxed. Uh, my grandpa, cousin. So pretty much the whole family. Did anybody go pro? Um, I would. I don't know. No, not that I can think of. So out of your grandfather, cousin, uncle, dad, you're the only one that has gone pro. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, um, I would say that I'm the one that carried it on. So um, I'm happy that I'm able to continue boxing for the family. What's your background as far as, like, you know, you mentioned that your first name is, like, Spanish, Alicia. I'm Mexican, so I I Mm kind of was... uh, that's what I think anybody else would probably would have just said Alicia, but being that I'm Spanish, that's I'm Mexican. I read it in they Spanish. Always. But where <laughs> right. where, where does yeah, Bum, where does Bumgarner come from? Because that's kind of like a 
like an interesting last name. Yeah, so um, it's my mom's maiden name, which is German. So mm. it's a German line. I got my. I have my mom's maiden name. Maiden is your mother? Name. So you're half. You're half black, half white. No, my my father's black, and my mom's Korean and Japanese. And um, wow. but my father, who raised me, is Mexican. So I grew up with that culture. That's that's the culture I know. So um, it's kind of difficult sometimes because I know the culture. And so, you know, what can people ask me, like, oh, are you Mexican? But my dad, who raised me, is Mexican as a baby. So that's what I do know. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm Korean, Japanese, and German, and black, so, and Mexican, I'd say. Yeah. So, so the dad and the grandpa and the cousin and all that, they're, they're Mexican? Yep, they're all Mexican. My dad's family, um, my dad that raised me is all me- is Mexican, so their whole family um, was all Mexican fighters. Oh, you grew up, you grew up in Ohio? Yep. I grew up in Ohio and, um, born and raised in Fremont. So he ended up in uh it's cause I find an interest cause I'm Mexican, but I'm out here in, in Southern California where everybody's Mexican. So I find it interesting that he ended up in a Mexican in Ohio. In Ohio. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. In Ohio, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um actually common. I mean, like we have a good um I would say um uh, what's the word? Population of uh Mexicans even in Detroit, you know, um they have their own Mexican town. So um it's not that it's not common, but it, it's pretty common. But you know, obviously out there out that way, you find a lot more um you know, Latins even down in Florida. You know, there's most like it's a Latin. Yeah, it's Cuban. a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Do you speak Spanish? A little bit, a little bit. So um, I've been actually practicing on um, my Spanish because I definitely want to do interviews in Spanish. And um, my dad, my dad is helping me. My coaches, they they speak Spanish. So um, yeah, that's something I'm definitely learning. That's pretty cool. Um, so how was dinner at your house? I mean, Korean, Japanese, Mexican? You oh, must yeah. have been you know, growing stuff, up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, growing up, you know, we ate a lot a lot of Mexican food and um, Korean food also. Um, so, you know, I can cook really well. I can cook everything. But mostly, you know, Mexican food, you know, birthday parties, cookouts, you know, have a big old pig roast. Um, so... Now you had a pretty extensive uh, amateur career, you know, close to 200 fights. What can you tell us about your amateur career and some of the titles that you won? Um, yeah, my amateur career um, was really, really well um, structured. You know, I was able to get a lot of fights, and I know that was something that um, females weren't able to get. And, um, you know, I won Golden Gloves, um, the National PAL Tournament. Um, I won Ringside. Um was able to win the Sugar Bird tournament. So some good national tournaments I was able to get under my belt before I turned pro. And now was introduced into the Olympics in 2012. Obviously you were boxing back then. I think you might've been too young to try to compete in the 2012 Olympics, correct? No, um, I actually tried out for the Olympic um what was it? The Olympic, um, like the qualifiers for it. The trials. Make uh-huh. it. Yeah, the mm. trials. Yeah, 
I went out to um, Washington, and um, I didn't make it. So after that, uh, you know, my goal was, you know, to go to the Olympics, and, um, you know, that didn't um, happen. But, you know, I still wanted to push myself. You know, I've been in the sport for for a long time, so I had the experience, and that wasn't going to stop me from becoming um, a future world champ. So. That was in 2000. Well, that was for the 2016 um, Olympics. No, 2012. Okay. And what happened in 2016? Um, you know, I didn't end up trying out for that because um, I decided to go pro. Um, mm-hmm. after after that, yeah, after 2012, just because um, you know, I was weighing my options as far as um, you know, pay goes and my age and the experience that I've already had, I felt like I had more of a pro style and um, just the politics in amateur boxing. I didn't really care for. Mm, that is a big, um, a big complaint that not a lot of women, not only women, but men as well. Have politics in, in, in amateur boxing, not only in the United States, but all over the world. So, um, yeah. Now, do you, do you, did you face anybody that is pro now is amateur? Um, no, I haven't. Nope. Uh, but in the near future, I know I will. So um, I'm excited about that. Oh, so you, so none of the people that you face in that when you're coming up in the in the Olympic trials and all that have gone pro yet? Um, that I ha- I know that Michaela Mayer's pro now. Um, she's in uh-huh. my weight class. Um, who else? Um, but you guys, you guys didn't face. You guys didn't fight in the amateurs, or you did? No, no, we didn't get to fight. Um, actually, when I went went out to the national pal, that was supposed to be um, a qualifier for the trials, but they end up changing it um, when we went down there. So, one um, thirty was the weight class. So I fought at one thirty. So when they changed the rule that it wasn't going to be a trial, she moved up to 41. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to fight her, but I wanted to. You're, you went pro in March of, of 2017. So you mentioned that that was the reason why you didn't decide to fight or to try out for the Olympics in 2016. So it looked like it was somewhat of a long process, you know, because the Olympic trials would have been earlier in 2016 or even 15 to qualify for the mm-hmm. 2016 Olympics. So what was that thought process behind that? I mean, you mentioned your style. You mentioned your opportunities as far as pay and all that. So long to actually turn pro in 17. Yeah, you know, I I looked at my options. You know, um, I was going to go back and maybe try out for the Olympics, but um, I really sat down, took some time, and I weighed out the pros and the cons, and it was just way more beneficial for me to go pro just because of my style, you know, I served my time in the amateurs, you know, I, I felt like I got great experience. I had over a hundred fights. Um, I won on some national tournaments. So now um, I wanted people to see me on a bigger platform and going pro was going to make that um, happen. So now that I'm pro, I'm happy. I made the transition, you know, um, at this level, you know, you're, you're training hard, training harder, um, you know, this is everything that I wanted. So the passion is there. The drive is still there. And um, I love it. It's, it's been the best decision that I've made. 
my career. So now you went pro in March of 2017 last year. So obviously coming from the amateurs with the headgear, the bigger gloves, how was that transition? You you mentioned that you have a, a pro style in the amateurs. So I'm, I'm guessing that the transition as far as the style difficult i've seen fights i've seen your fights on on youtube so i see that you're very aggressive you do have a very pro style even though you only have five fights but what was it about you know the smaller gloves and without the headgear did you like it were you hesitant at first you know i was like wow this is going to be different and so when i when i did have my pro debut you know it was it was reality there and so, you know, I was in the ring, I had no headgear and the smaller gloves, I was just able to see everything um, with the smaller gloves. Like, my punches just came off so much faster and effectively. Um, so I loved it. You know, I love it. You know, you're able to see what punches are coming, um, and you're able to, you know, really hurt somebody with the smaller gloves, and I like that. When you train in the gym, do you guys do two-minute rounds or three-minute rounds? Um, I do three minute rounds and then towards like the last week I'll do two minutes. Um mm-hmm. just to, you know, put it in play as far as how the fight's gonna go. So, um sometimes, you know, I'll do I'll even go straight straight through the rounds, you know, spar for ten minutes, you know. Do you get a female sparring out there in Ohio or do you usually spar with them? Um, I usually spar with guys. Guys are um, majorly my um, sparring partners. When I can get female work, um, I take that. Um, right now, I'm actually in Florida finishing off my camp for my um, fight here on the 27th, so I'll be able to get some girl sparring in um, this last week. When I'm able to get the work from, from a female, I definitely get it, but the guys um, keep me sharp and um, you know ready, so I, I do I do like that. You scored your first four fights have all been by first round knock of KOs or first fights against Wendy, Tony, But you actually went the eight rounds against a very tough fighter by the name of Feliciano, where you won the you won the vacant uh, WBC International Super Featherweight title. So tell me about that experience about knocking these girls out in the first round and actually having to go eight rounds. How was that? How, how did that go uh, as far as physically and mentally in that fight? Well, you know, going into um, that fight, I knew it was going to be my first eight-rounder, so it was going to be with a well-experienced fighter. So um, mentally, you know, I still had the same um, mental as far as going in there and doing what I usually do, but just being more, you know, being being more smarter to know that, you know, she's not like these other fighters previous that I fought. So going in, um, I was well prepared and I was ready to have that um, experience and I'm happy that I was able to get that this early in my career because now I'm able to look back, reflect, um, work on my mistakes and um, come back even better. So that fight was um, perfect and um, I-, I was ready for that. You know, my first four fights, I'm like, dang, I want something more experienced because again, I'm a competitive fighter and I wanted someone to come at me. So um, she was a perfect fighter for that, and I think I handled that the situation really well um, for my fifth fight and dominated each round. So um, it was it was well well needed for myself. Now, were you surprised? You know, since she was able to take your 
your four previous opponents hadn't. I mean, she's very experienced. She's fought pretty much everybody out there. But were you surprised when you landed that first real good punch in that fight and she was standing in front of you? Yeah, you know, I was um, I was thinking, okay, she can handle it. Um, she was just a really tough fighter. She definitely had heart. But, um, you know, I was, um, yeah, I mean, some there, there's times, you know, I can't always think I'm going to get a knockout. Um, but I know that, you know, if I didn't get the knockout, I know that I hurt her. So, um, I had her hurt in, in, during that round or during every round. So I know I dominated every round. So it was just, you know, she had heart for that fight. You're signed to, uh, Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Promotions. How did that come about? Um, yeah. Um, you know, my manager was able to make, um, a few phone calls and get in touch and um we were able to make that happen being the first woman signed so um i knew that was going to be a great opportunity you know they're up and coming um new promotional company and so um i think that was um a really great move so we can um definitely um put women's boxing because i know other promoters were signing women so right now is the, the time for it so I thought that was a great opportunity and the, and the time that it came about. I mean, I'm sure you've spoken to Vander Holyfield. Giving you any kind of advice as far as, you know, your career, your style, anything that he's kind of planted in, in your brain? Yeah, um, he's really excited to see me fight and perform. Um, I know a lot of people think, you know, I'm just a pretty face until I get in the ring. And, um, you know, he had mentioned that. But um, he knows that I'm a really um, aggressive fighter. Um, I come to fight, and that um, he's excited to um, see me perform and um, be and have a great promotional team behind me. So um, and also, you know, just working hard. You know, you have to be consistent. Um, to me, this is a lifestyle. Um, every day, I'm in the gym training, just waiting on a phone call. Um, I feel like staying ready is key to becoming or to be um, an athlete at that. I've always been a born, I I say that I'm a born athlete. So I know hard work is required and consistency is important. What were some of the fighters that you liked to watch uh, while you were growing up? Do you feel that you fight like them or do you just like watching them and you have your own style? Um, you know, personally, I feel like I have my own style. Um, growing up, I loved watching uh, Mike Tyson. I think he's just mm-hmm. his his just his persona, who he is. Um, when he comes out to the ring, he you know he's there to do one thing, and that's to finish you. And I like that. Um, he's um, a great time fighter. I love watching growing up. And um, Ann Wolf, you know, she kind of reminds me of myself just really aggressive and her bill is like mine. So, um, those two fighters, Vander Holyfield, obviously, um, his story on how he became world champion was awesome and how he actually defeated Mike Tyson with all odds against him was very inspiring to me. So I would say that those three fighters are some that I watched growing up. You know, before you, before you answer the question, I thought about who you would say and Mike Tyson was a mind because I, I've seen you fight you do have like a very aggressive you know go forward style so uh, I, I found that pretty interesting you're the international super featherweight title but you've actually fluctuated in your fights 
you fought as heavy as 137. You've been at 130. Is that the uh, weight class you're gonna stay at? Even though you mentioned yeah, I'm like, gonna... me... go ahead. Yeah, 130 is uh, where I'm gonna stay at. Uh, we might we may go lower to 126. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to be um, pound for pound. I can make weight really easy. 26, 28, 30, 35, 40, 47. So, um, but right now we're focused on um, gaining, getting all the credibility for this weight class and now, moving uh, down or up. So have you talked to your management, you talked to uh, Evander Holyfield, how fast or how soon do you think you'll be uh, challenging for a world title? I mean, Eva Wallstrom just defended her 130-pound title, the WBC, against uh, Melissa St. Bill a couple weeks ago, at least a week ago in Finland. 135, you know, you have the Katie Taylors, you have the Michaela Mears, even though she's not a champion. How soon do you think that you'll be challenging for a world title? Um, I definitely think it's going to be um, at the end of the year, um, maybe mid-summer, that um, I will be doing that. You know, I'm ready. Um, again, I'm always in the gym training and um, just staying ready. And that's all, that's what you that's what you have to do, stay ready. So um, physically, I'm pushing myself every day. And um, so I would definitely give give it the end of the year that I can fight for a real title. Now you're fighting Christy Simmons, who's eight and three uh, on the out there in Louisville, Kentucky. She's fought some um, some uh, experienced fighters. She's fought Felicia West. She's fought Heather Hardy. None of them have been able to knock her out. Are you looking for the knockout on April 27th to show that you um, you can knock her out versus the other girls? Yeah, you know, um, I will. I definitely want to go for the knockout. And um, I, me and my camps, we've been really training on making sure that it's going to be set up really nicely. That's all I can say. It's going to be set up, and um, it's going to it's going to look nice. You know, when I go out to perform, I want to look nice. Um, I want to be entertaining, not only to myself but to the fans that are watching. And you know, representing women's boxing, people want to see um, entertaining fights and obviously knockouts. I like knockouts myself I don't really care to go the distance with somebody but you know sometimes that happens but of course everyone um is looking to knock their opponent out so come um April 27th that's my goal in mind and um Mm -hmm. we'll just play it by ear is she the first southpaw you face as a pro yes yes so is that something that you guys are working on as far as setting it up and, and working on, on fighting the Southpaw? Yeah, you know, we, we made a few adjustments. Um, not really too much to it. I just know that um, just the little things that you have to do to adjust. But um, we're going out there the same game plan just as if she wasn't Southpaw. So. Now, have, have you been working in Florida for your whole pro career? That's where you go and do your camp, or is that something new? Um, no, I've been I've been down here in Florida um, for my first couple of fights. I've been down here um, training. I like I prefer training in the heat. Um, I like the heat a lot and just um, get away from home, be mentally, um, you know, um, concentrated, and um, in my camp. And the work down here is really well. So um, it just depends. My last fight, I actually trained um, in Detroit because I train on. Now, 
Um, so for my last fight, I trained there. So just um, I switch it up sometimes. And how 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 long is your camp usually for for your fight? Um, I would say I don't even have a time frame because every day's camp for me. Mm. I don't I don't I don't put a I don't put a time on it. Um I'm just every day I I take it as if it's camp. So um you know towards you know the last month or two, you know, we we push it um extra hard, but again, I'm I'm in camp every day till I look at it. So the final question Alicia is you know, you have all these names out there, you're aggressive um, you have a promoter behind you, so some of the fights can be easily made. So, who are the, what are the, what, which one is the fight do you think that you have to have so that people get to know the real Alicia Baumgartner? Like, that people would say, wow, I want to see more of this girl. Obviously, it has to be against a name out there that's popular. So, who would you like to face for you to become somewhat of a household name in the female boxing world? Man, there's quite a few, actually. Um... I definitely have to say uh, I would like to fight Amanda Serrano, um, Michaela Mayer, and eventually Katie Taylor. Not, not, nobody really calls out Amanda Serrano. I mean, usually she's the one that's calling out and people are running the other way. So what do you see in Amanda Serrano that tells you that, you know, you could have a fight against her? Because one thing is that she has proven that she could go up and down and weight pretty well as well. You know, she's fought as heavy as 26, 30, I think even 35. I think her first world title. Why call out Amanda Serrano? Um, you know, she, again, she's, um, I've seen her fight, and um, I just know that I could beat her. And I think it would be um, a great competitive fight for everybody to see. I don't think she's really fighting anybody competitive that competitive that I've seen. And um, so I feel like as an athlete, I like to challenge myself. So I think that'd be a perfect fight. I think that'd be a great fight for everybody to see. And I want to fight the the best, you know, she's a five time um, division um, boxer. And I think that'd be great for me because, right. you know, yeah, yeah. Just cause yeah. I like to fight and um, I definitely like, you know, proving myself wrong or not proving myself wrong, just proving myself that um, I'm the best, I'm the best female boxer. And obviously the crown, the the crown in, uh, in your division or uh, around your division is Katie Taylor. So how soon would you like to see that fight? Um, you know, we have, I have to talk to my manager um, with that. Um, I know that's going to be a future fight. I know that's going to be a great fight. So it's just being well talked about, making sure that it's going to be well planned out, you know, with um, these fights. Again, you know, they have to be well planned out so that they're entertaining to the fans and that everyone's going to see it. So there is TV time um, for the women. So I definitely um, would like to push for that. Those bigger fights definitely need the TV. And, um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to in the future. For these for these fights, these future fights, um, to be on TV for people to know that women's boxing is um, up and rising. Um, you know, Clarissa Shields. You know, she's getting the TV time, so it's um, you know, do it for all the women. That's going to put on a great fight, also. So um, definitely, 
if they can do that, then they're they're on a start. Mm -hmm. Now, well, I want to thank you for your time, Alicia. I know that you're in camp and, and you're busy. But before I let you go, why don't you go ahead and share your uh, social media so our listeners can follow you and learn more about Alicia Bumgarner. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Alicia Bumgarner. You can also follow me on Facebook at Alicia Bumgarner on our, and, our, and on Twitter at Alicia M. Bomb. Thank you for joining us in this special edition of the Two Minute Round. We urge you to listen to our regular show every other Thursday where we give you the latest results, news, analysis, and the upcoming calendar of the fast-paced world of female boxing. Our next show is scheduled for this Thursday, April 19th, 7 p.m. Pacific Time on blogtalkradio.com, Two Minute Round. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.